Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. It is Saturday, and I promised you guys that this Saturday, Chris would be back which means I am bouncing with the baby <laughs> who is wide awake and Christopher. I don't think me being back means you're bouncing with the baby, but you are in fact bouncing with the baby. Well, because that was what needed to be done in order for us to get this done before Saturday. Yeah, well, that's that what happens when you wait until the last minute, folks. Re- re- that's exactly right. <laughs> Remember, send your I hate the baby crying hate mail to... Christopher Christ- at primalpotential.com. <laughs> I, I will have a witty retort for you. <laughs> exactly. It may be seven letters long. <laughs> anyway. Um, Use y- your imagination. You know what's coming up? Uh, yes. You do? The anniversary of Primal Potential. I know. I'm so excited. I have a, a special. Which it's a happens month. to be your birthday. It is also my birthday. I can never forget. It is Primal's birthday, too. Um, and so make sure you don't miss Monday's podcast because Monday is the birthday eight years seven eight 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 i think it's eight i have no idea what's 2014 seven seven okay we'll go with seven seven makes sense um so make sure to listen to monday's episode of the podcast also also i figured out something techie that i'm very proud of and i'm going to tell you all so that you can help me was it having me turn up the volume on my mic or did you figure something else out no you figured (laughs) that out i just knew something was wrong i didn't know how to fix it you fixed it um no so Rating and reviewing the podcast is really, really important to podcasters. And I don't talk about it as much as I did when the podcast was really new, but like that's kind of how people are able to find your podcast or not. Um, And rating and reviewing can be tricky depending on like which platform you're listening on. It's different if you're listening on Spotify versus Apple Podcasts versus iHeartRadio, but not anymore, guys. I have a cool thing. If you go to rate this podcast.com forward slash primal potential rate this podcast.com forward slash primal potential you can rate the show and that would mean a lot to me that would be does, you know that'll be does, a birthday present does that go to all of them how does that one work i don't know the details okay it just aggregates all of them no matter where you listen boom so that would be like a really great birthday present if you could take 30 seconds out of your day and go to rate this podcast.com forward slash primal potential it would mean a lot to me that would so be very nice. We're going to do something a little different today. Oh. Two things different. Number one, somebody is going to win $150 worth of my favorite supplements, which is really freaking awesome. We were talking about what we should send the other day. Yeah. We're going to send some good stuff. So we'll announce that in a few minutes. But we're going to do a twofer on this episode. So when I asked on social media, like, what do you want us to talk about? Um, a bunch of people had relationship questions. So we're going to tackle those kind of rapid fire style because neither of us are relationship experts. I don't think we'll have a whole lot to say. And then for yourself. Okay. You're an expert now. I have high expectations. Um, Then last night I did a Q and a with folks who are in the 12 weeks to transformation. And I'm going to share some of that on today's because there were great questions about like 
motivation versus commitment and staying mindful of your goals when life gets busy. Like some really, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but there was some really, really great conversation. So I'm going to cut that in after we go through some of these rapid fire questions that came in online and then we'll announce the winner and then we'll play that motivation versus commitment, that whole thing after that. Very cool. I did something right for the first time. Okay. I made crispy fish skin. You did. You just needed to give yourself a little bit of, you want, you want applause for that. I, I finally figured it out because I read about it. Today. I really like <laughs> when we have salmon, I love crispy skin. Like a lot or, of people. Or really any fish. You like any fish as, as with the skin as long as the skin is crispy. Yeah, when it's and sunny. I really mess it up a lot. Yeah, you do. But you uh, did well. But I, I struggle. I mean, but I, I, I found the secret today and I'm not sharing it. Well done. Well done. It was good. You just Google it. That's how we found the secret. You can Google it. It's that's a fact, Jack. World Wide Web. Okay. Um, so you want to dive into the questions that came in before we go to the motivation versus commitment kind of stuff? Certainly. Lots of people want to hear about the new goats. Some people might not even know. If you don't follow me on Instagram, they don't know about the new goats. Are we planning to add uh, any more animals? You want to give them a little update on the two new baby goats? We are getting two uh, certified Nigerian dwarf goats. They're little tiny cutie things. They are adorable. What are their names? Um, one of them is kind of a blondish color. Caramel almost meat. like a butterscotch color. Mm -hmm. And his name is going to be Scotch. Scotch. Just Scotch. And no then, butter. then the other one is uh, kind of a, almost like a calico. He's yeah. got a three, three or four different colors on him. And his name is going to be Whiskey. Scotch and Whiskey. Not that we have a problem. And they were just born last week, so they come to us at the probably end of August? In, probably in September, beginning yeah. of September, end of August. Yeah. they got to be 10 weeks old. Yeah. They're um, so cute. They're tiny. If you didn't see them on Instagram, follow me on they Instagram. They are super adorable. They're, they're so tiny and they're so um, cute. But we are planning on adding more animals. Um, I'm, I'm slowly, slowly wearing Elizabeth down on alpacas. Mm. And um, she has me sold on miniature donkeys, so there's Folks, no fight there. we need a functional fence. Our dog got into the goat pen the, the other goats, day. The goats actually, Red and I figured out, the goats figured out how to open the chain. Yeah, so guys, we, we can't have more animals when the animals we currently have are not contained. We can because we just Did looped, I even tell everybody? We looped the chain the other way. That I went out onto the deck. And not only was a brand new rose bush we had been gifted totally annihilated, it, all it, my succulents, flowers were gone. Flowers all of were my gone. succulents were completely annihilated, and there was goat shit all over the deck because the four of them just went on like a field trip to the deck because they got out. They, they're, they're clever. So we're not getting any more animals until we have a good fence. The fence is good. <laughs> it's only as good as it is at keeping the animals in. Get it's, to the next question. It's the gate. Maybe baby donkey someday. Next. And then uh, we're going to get a long-haired. This is a really appropriate next Highland question. <laughs> How do you manage tension, stress, frustration that arises as a result of your differences? Like in our relationship. Um, I let it roll <laughs> off my back. Guys, we are so not <laughs> relationship experts. Like, if I had to look at every area of my life and tell you which one I had the most handle on and which one I had the least handle on, I would say that my marriage is the one I have the least handle on. So I don't want anybody to think that, like, because Chris is funny, we have it all figured out. We don't. No, Chris is right though. Not. Chris is right though. He he lets everything go. I want to resolve things. I want to talk about it. I want to come up with a solution. I'm I over it. He doesn't want to talk about it. He wants, like, literally, he is a human etch-a-sketch. It is gone. And then, I, I've said this before, we could get in a huge fight. I walk out of the room. I come back. Ten seconds later, he looks at my face. What's wrong? 
What do you mean, what's wrong? We're in the middle of a fight. You're still on that? I'm not, I'm not in a fight. You're <laughs> in the middle of a fight. I don't know why. What's all this we nonsense? Um, but how do we manage our tension, stress, frustration? I know for me. Booze. <laughs> I don't really drink. Um, oh, maybe for, not booze. <laughs> for me, I try to get us to like do things together. Like, um, what did we do the other day? <laughs> we we went for a walk oh, down Main Street. Yeah, we went for a walk on Main Street. Yeah, yeah, it's I tougher. So I'm, with glad, the I'm glad it was super memorable, though. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, like I'm always like, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's, you know. Right. Unfortunately, right now there's not a whole lot to do other than walk. Right, because of the baby. Yeah, blame it on Roman. It's oh. your fault, you little nugget. <laughs> He's just sitting here, just bouncing, <laughs> entertained, not screaming. So that's okay. Um, I mean, honestly. I mean, when one of the things that I admire most about Chris is that his thing is just like he's committed. It's kind of like what what do you do when you're not motivated to work out? You do it anyway. Like he's just like whether it's great or it's crappy, he's in it. Me, I want to resolve stuff. I want to make stuff better. So I think that's if, like if a, it's not great, I'm out. No, it's like <laughs> no. If it's I want to talk about it, I want to make it better. I want to improve it. And you're like, shut up already. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I, we I, don't have I, this figured out. I completely understand. No, I can definitely upset you i think that's happened once maybe and you have upset me Yep, half time and i think we definitely approach things that bother us differently <laughs> i don't bring it up and you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't really have a good answer I, here I, I begrudgingly will take care of like like a good example is you get mad at me if i leave the, the wipes open Oh yeah, because they dry but, out. But I get that. I get that. But you don't have to say something every time. I get it. You could just close it. <laughs> I I come home. <laughs> I totally disagree. Listen, I come home uh, and there's diapers everywhere because you're busy. I get it. Yeah. You're busy, but I don't say, "Honey, these diapers." I yes, just you do. I just put them yes, away. Yes, you do. And <laughs> it's not even okay. It, it is true. <laughs> Yesterday I said something about it because you had three of them there, and I'd already because we don't have a diaper. I had already in put street. fifteen of them away. That's okay. True. You're exaggerating. We don't have a diaper. But pail like in that, that's a good example. No, actually, you know what I meant to ask you. I think the cleaning ladies locked the one downstairs. Okay. I can't get it open. Well, there's a little lock icon. See, and I always only have one hand, oh, so I haven't been it, able to It takes to one hand it. to turn it. It's itty-bitty. Next. Clearly, you can see how wonderfully we manage stress and tension. We just pick on each other. It says, I'd love to hear more. I'm just going to read this question because I want to move the hell on. I would love to hear more about your daily life. Who cooks more? Who handles the animal care? Um, well, the one who handles the animal care does not cook more. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I cook more. He handles the animals. Correct. Yeah. But it happened to be tonight that I did cook. Yeah. Which means she's handling the animals. I would say you probably cook a couple times a month. Yeah, I mean it depends. Yeah, I mean if I can, t if if it's something that I can do to help take something off your plate, I'm yeah. more than happy to. Typically, though, it's um, more like when he gets home, especially lately. Like here, take the baby. I yeah, you know, I just need a break, so I'll I'll cook. Yeah. Uh, how do you overcome daily mundane relationship struggles with a new baby? You don't. <laughs> 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 Anybody who's thinking you do, you don't. Yeah, like I said, we're not relationship experts. I agree with Chris on this one. You don't. You just struggle. They're, they're, they, they're mundane for a reason. Yeah. They, you don't call them the exciting uh, relationship <laughs> struggles of a new baby. They're mundane for a reason. Yeah. But it's okay because we love him, and that's important. All right, a couple more before we go into the what next are you thing. doing to keep growing in your marriage with a new baby? <laughs> these relationships, these relationships I keep me. eating, <laughs> and I have grown. 
Um, and Elizabeth has been doing this thing, and she's losing weight, so something's wrong on my side. I know. I fit into new jeans today. Which is fantastic. I'm, I'm super very, proud of you. Very, very happy about that. Uh, I mean, we, we talk. Yeah. Sometimes. We talk, and we just, I don't know. We know what's wrong, and we try to fix it. Yeah, we are. This no, is not, not a relationship podcast we, for a reason. Neither of us, ex- neither of us, perceive each other to be perfect. God no. And it, I think that is the most important understanding between two people. And I think too, not expecting like a uh, a pig to be a cow was probably a terrible example. But which of us is which? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Depends on the day. Um, but like. I certain things um I'm not as laid back as you are and you are not as buttoned up as I am right like I I, I believe you mean uptight (laughs) buttoned up (laughs) uptight folks no like particular um uptight like you know I like things to be nice around the house (laughs) and you're more of like I like things to be nice around the house but I'm like it's it's not a rush you just want me to do it (laughs) it's not a rush to do the dishes after dinner they'll get done the next morning what's the next question we don't have good answers on this stuff this one next one's easy let's hear an update on baby Roman he's right here he is right here he's wearing a gray and green shirt He's being and really good. He's staring off. Uh, he's he's gaining weight really well. He's in the seventieth percentile across the board. I yep. mean, weight, height, height and head circumference. Head circumference is, he's, the kid's got a watermelon for a head. <laughs> no, um, I think he fits in my hats, which is awkward. No, he's he's cutie. He's I'm shocked that he's being so quiet right now. Yeah, he came in and visited me today at work. Yes, he did. And he slept the whole time, yes, much to the chagrin of my boss's wife, who really wanted to hold him. Well, she did. I mean, after he was sleeping, but no, he's um. He's, doing he's well. eating well. He smiles a lot. He's a really smiley, happy baby. He's got a super chick magnet smile, I yeah, think. He he's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. One last question. Do you have any advice for a first-time dad who oh, feels this one's like for you. he's not meant to be a father? Advice for a first-time dad who feels like he's not meant to be a father? That's he's what I just said. Yeah. But, and then I interrupted you, so I said it again. Oh, okay. Um... Why do you not feel like you're meant to be a father? I you mean, it's it's that. it's not easy. You can answer that. Feel free to email me directly. This at cri- came from a woman on behalf of a Great. Man. He can email me directly at Christopher at PrimalPotential.com. I'd be happy to chat with him. Okay. Um, but it, there's no right or wrong in being a father. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, love the kid, and that's the most important and thing you can do. And they're easy to love. You know, don't I mean, you al- unless it's ugly. <laughs> don't you think they're easy to love? He is. He's adorable. He's so easy to love. He doesn't look like a lizard. The lizard kids, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I mean, oh, it's gosh. yours. The baby is yours. And, and honestly, it's and I think parenting is something that you learn along the way. And nobody is nobody knows what they're doing. Right. And, and I mean, I can speak from a completely different perspective as I have a daughter mm-hmm. who I don't get to see all the time. Yep. She lives in Wisconsin. And I she mean, listens to the show. She does listen to the show. Hi, Tana. Um, Dad loves you. I, I love her very much, and while I'm not there to be the father, I, you know, her mother and I do talk to Tana when there's discipline. We both do it. Um, you know, y- y- you learn it. If, if you don't feel like you're meant to be it right now, it just takes time. You're gonna learn stuff. Yeah, you did not feel like you were ready to be a dad at that point in your life. Oh heck no! I was scared. I did a lot of lying to people. <laughs> um, but I mean, y- you grow. I mean, it's it's, thing, it's, like, it's a great opportunity to grow. Take it day by day. You're going to make mistakes. There, you know, yeah. No, again, uh, perfection is not attainable. You're going to get better every day. 
Yeah, and, and like and and I really just feel like babies are really really easy to love. So just know that you're going to make mistakes, and as long as you're just trying and showing love, like except it's when they're okay. crying at three in the morning and you can't go to sleep. And you know what? Sleep. They're going to love you so much. So maybe huh. as as you know the baby gets older, like it's just going to be a role you fall into because the way that they look at you and love you, it's yeah. just really special. They, and the way they pee and poop on you. And spit up on you. Those are important things. They're bonding moments. Let's give away $150 worth of supplements. And then we're going to cut into the Q&A I did last night, which I think is really, 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 really good. All right. Our winner doesn't look like it's an at. It is. Okay. Winner is at Aaron's Whole Journey. Congratulations. Email me. Aaron, on your whole and your journey. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like uh, you got Aaron's, some interest things. <laughs> at Aaron's Whole Journey. Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> at Aaron's whole journey email me Elizabeth at primalpotential.com include your um, mailing address tell me you were the winner for eight ninety six of $150 worth of my favorite supplements I know that it's going to include edge yeah I know that it's going to include even though you said no protein the protein because uh, I love it you don't listen to me I know, I know but I love but that, you one. Give that one away and then all I the think mood and then I think mood. That well, the two but that I were love my that idea one. were edge and mood. And well, okay, but I love the protein. I use I know, it every day, and I'm obsessed. This morning, I mixed it with yogurt and half a banana smashed up. It was so good. I'm sure it was. And then, okay, so now what we're going to do, um, since I'm shocked that the baby has been, like, chill. I know. It's amazing. Super amazing. Uh, I want you guys to hear part of the Q&A from last night. If you feel like you struggle with motivation, follow through, remembering your goals or your affirmations or things like that as you go through the day, you're going to really love this. And make sure to tune into Monday's episode because it's Primal's anniversary and there's something special going on. And new dad, email me. There you go. New dad, email Christopher at primalpotential.com. All right, let's get to that next part of the show. Enjoy right everyone. Now. Okay, strategies for dealing with food FOMO. Anybody doesn't know that acronym, FOMO, fear of missing out. Strategies for dealing with food FOMO and deprivation. For example, FOMO for situations like parties, potlucks, free food opportunities, deprivation regarding limiting food amounts and or types of food to promote weight loss. So this came up, I think, on the last two Saturday Q&As of the podcast. So definitely listen to the podcast. This comes up a lot. But I will say this. It is a perspective. It is not a food issue. It is not a temptation issue. It is a perspective issue. And what I mean by that is, it's not the problem that there's all sorts of food around, free food, delicious food. That's not the issue, right? The solution is not, let me live in a bubble and not have any temptations around me. When I say it's a perspective issue, this is what I mean. You can go into those situations with a perspective of, oh my gosh, that looks so good. I'm going to miss out or, you know, limiting food. I shouldn't eat that because I want to lose weight. That perspective absolutely will create those feelings, but that's not the only perspective available to you. For example, um, we had people over, over the 4th of July and um, one person that came brought like a thing of cookies and a thing of brownies. And I looked at them and I was like, I, I could choose the perspective oh, we rarely have this stuff in the house. It's free, right? It's there. It's a party. Everybody's having a good time. I could take the perspective of, but they're not usually here and it would be so good. And oh, it's a holiday. I'll get back on Monday. For sure, that would lead me to the cookies and the brownies. And when I say that it's not the only perspective available, I mean, you can tell a very different story. What I told myself, and this is not the only perspective, this is just one example of, of many that we could give, I told myself, 
they're not worth it. So it's not like the best baker in the world came to my house with the most, you know, the prize winning red velvet cake. I love red velvet. It was just like a grocery store thing of cookies and brownies. Like I've had them a million times. I ask myself, okay, I, I can have that, but is it really worth it? Like on a scale of one to 10, what would I call that? Like a six, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not stale celery, right? It's not watered down carrots. It's just like, eh, you know, it's sugar, but is it worth it? A six, what's the trade-off? Okay, is it more important than making progress towards my goals? Am I gonna go to bed tonight saying that was totally worth it? So I ask myself that question a lot, is it worth it? So in that moment, I'm like, you know what, I can have those. It's not a big deal, it's just food. This is just one day in the scheme of my life, but is it worth it? I wanna indulge when it's worth it. And look, if the prize winning red velvet cake comes into the house, I'm gonna have some. But then it's a matter of knowing I can have this in an amount that feels good for me. In fact, Carly, did you see my post the other day? It was in the 12 week group where I gave an update and I said like I'm seven or eight pounds down since we started this. And I gave the perspective on food. And one of the things I said was, look, it's not a problem if I had one of those brownies or one of those cookies. The problem is if I'm doing that every day or if I'm having four brownies, four cookies, or letting a brownie or a cookie turn into, screw it, I blew it, now I might as well have three margaritas, two slices of pizza, let's have some ice cream because, you know, well, I blew the day. When you look at something, is it worth it? If it's worth it, go for it, but do it in a way that you still feel good. I don't physically feel good, physically or emotionally, when I overindulge or when I just eat stuff that's not worth it. A good example for me is like the bread at a restaurant. It comes to the table and nine times out of 10, I would say 99 times out of 100, it's not worth it. It's, it's not super delicious, amazing, fresh artisan bread. It's just kind of like meh, it's just kind of bland. Um, would I go out of my way to seek this? So the perspective is the change maker. Another example is, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? Or, or talking yourself into your goals versus talking yourself into the food. When you go to that perspective of, oh my gosh, this looks so good, I don't want to miss out, you're not including your goals in that conversation because you can do the same thing. You can create the same FOMO for your goals. I don't want to miss out on feeling good in my body. I don't want to miss out on feeling progress. I don't want to miss out on you know, reaching whatever that next milestone is for me. FOMO goes both ways, right? Deprivation goes both ways. And what I realized for myself when I told all those stories every night, every weekend, every dinner out, every holiday, every celebration, oh, I don't want to miss out. Oh, I don't want to feel deprived. I wasn't telling the story that I was missing out on feeling great about my body. I was missing out on how good it felt to make progress towards my goals. I was missing out on feeling confident, on feeling healthy, on feeling energetic, on feeling accomplished. So both of those things, FOMO and deprivation, they go both ways. So which side of the story are you telling is the question that I would ask you. Okay, this next one says, I'm midway through week seven. I'm seeing improvement in many areas and I'm using the tools. However, despite many positive changes, I'm not seeing an improvement in the scale. In fact, it has gone up. This is discouraging to me as this is a goal of mine. For background info, 
I went off oral birth control a month ago, have thyroid disease. I'm on a large dose of Synthroid. Uh, my, health, my goals are health and fat loss. I've listened to many podcasts. And in one, you talk about the big rocks and not to make extreme changes at once, but to make a change and evaluate if it is producing results. I've made many changes. For example, breakfast is fat loss friendly, strength training 15 to 30 minutes with weights, water two, uh, with edge, journaling affirmations. So if you guys didn't see this thread in the Facebook group, go back to it because Jen and I had a really good exchange. I asked her, do you have a sense of what change you could make to get results? Because for example, when we start with breakfast, but we know we're still overindulging at night, no surprise you're not seeing fat loss, right? Yeah, we wanna go with incremental change, but that doesn't mean that incremental change is gonna produce results. It means that incremental change is a pathway to the place where we get results. So number one, you've gotta manage your expectations. If I know, hey, I'm killing it at breakfast, but lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks, weekends, blah, 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 are not aligned with my goals, then I've got to have the expectation that I'm not going to see results. Now, I can get on board with the notion that like, I want this to be sustainable and I want to make changes in a way that I'm not biting off more than I can chew and changing my behavior in a way that I can't sustain for rapid results. But with that trade-off, I can't expect that I'm gonna see fat loss. So when I asked Jen in this thread in the Facebook group, do you know what you could do differently today to create that result? She said, yeah, this is what I could do. And I said, great, let me know when you've done that thing. She came back at the end of the day, she had done it. And then I told her, revisit that every day, okay? That same question, what is it that I could do today that I know is gonna take a little step further towards getting me results? Because you don't have to commit to a massive sweeping change for the next 90 days or between now and when you reach your goal. It's just about today. And you don't have to be willing to do everything every day, but at least challenge yourself to say, look, I really want results and I'm frustrated that I'm not getting them if that's how you feel. So then what am I willing to do to get them? Instead of looking at what you've already done and like expecting something for that, look at what else you can change and ask yourself of those things, which am I willing to do today? All right, Jen says, as a follow-up, how do you keep staying motivated when your results are slow? And I said, you don't. You stay committed. Honestly, even when you're getting results, you're not necessarily going to be motivated. I shared with you guys that, you know, I've, I've lost a moderate amount of weight, a very, you know, slow pace amount of weight since we started, seven or eight pounds. But I still don't feel motivated. It's not like, oh, well, because I'm seeing progress, I'm therefore motivated. And if I'm not getting you know, results, I'm not motivated. Motivation is like happiness. It comes and goes. You can be happy in one minute and not happy in another moment. And even if something great happens, it doesn't mean that you're just permanently happy from that point forward until something not great happens. Motivation is a feeling and feelings change. And I say all the time on the podcast, you don't need to be motivated. You need to be committed, right? This, is, this goes back to expectations. Do you have the expectation that you're going to feel motivated just because you want this? You can want it, whatever it is, starting a business, improving your marriage, getting out of debt, losing weight, improving your fitness. You can want it so bad, but that doesn't mean you're going to be motivated. To this day, I am almost never motivated to work out. Like, I can't even think of the last time I was motivated to work out, but I don't need to be motivated because I'm committed. And the commitment is a practice. It is a decision, it is a discipline, it is a practice. There's no amount of like, I want it 
and I've paid money for a program, therefore I should or I will or I should want it more. It is discipline. It is a practice of commitment. Just this morning, when the baby was napping, I was like, oh, I could go downstairs and like have a moment of quiet. I could empty the dishwasher. I could get some work done. And I said, no, I'm gonna get in a workout. And then I was like, well, but he might wake up and it'll get interrupted. Okay, fine, so fine. Get started now instead of hemming and hawing. I was not motivated, but in that moment, it was an opportunity, right? I say all the time, every choice is a chance. That moment was a chance for me to practice being committed when I'm not motivated. And you are going to have a hundred of those moments, if not more every day, to practice being committed when you're not motivated. And you're not gonna seize every one of them and that's fine, but look for them. Look for them all around you and keep going. All right, Betsy says, I've heard you talk a bit about your work on staying connected with others, maybe even a goal to reach out or make intentional contact with somebody each day. Can you elaborate on this and share some examples? This is something I wanna work on. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say, you guys, I talk about relationships a lot because I suck at it, not because I'm good at it, right? There are some relationships where I'm really strong, but very few, right? I'm not great at this point in my life at relationships, but because I want to be, I talk about it a lot and I work on it a lot. And that's part of why the life investments area is part of the change makers journal. So for example, one day it might be, I'm going to send a card in the mail to my grandmother. Both of my grandmothers are still alive. One is 95, the other is a hundred. And it's easy to just not, to, to just see them on holidays. Right. And I don't want that. So at least once a week, that's on my list. And I rotate, grandma A, grandma B, right? And it just, I rotate. Um, another is I have a handful of cousins that I grew up very, very close to, but now that we're adults and we have our own families and we live further apart, again, it can be the kind of thing where you just connect on birthdays and holidays and I don't want that. So very routinely, you'll see like connect with G. That's one of my cousins or D or M. And I, and I reach out and I either call or I send a text or I send a little gift in the mail or something like that. Um, sometimes it's a friend. I have a couple of friends who were very, very great at reaching out to me after Dagny died. And I didn't, I, I acknowledged that, they're reached out, that they reached out and I would say thank you, but that was kind of it. I wasn't in a place where I wanted to connect and now I'm sort of opening back up to feeling comfortable having conversations with those people. And so very routinely, that's on my list. Reach out to B, reach out to S and just extend myself. What's new? Hey, I saw that this was going on. How did it go? Wanted to follow up on XYZ. Let's set up a time to talk that sort of thing. That's, that's, those are some examples of what that looks like. Sometimes it's Chris too. Um, I get a lot of questions about marriage. I think maybe again, because we talk about it, but um, I would say that I have to be very intentional about that. Like even little things, he made the comment that usually when he leaves for work, I'm busy trying to do a million things or get settled down with the baby or get the baby to take a nap or whatever, whatever. And he said, oftentimes I'll come in and say goodbye to kiss you. And like you, it's, it's not a connected moment. You're just like, yeah, okay, bye. Um, so I'll put on my list, like have five minutes with Chris before he goes to work. Even if that's literally me just standing with the baby, talking to him while he's getting dressed or he's making his lunch or whatever it is, instead of just going about my business and being like, yeah, bye, see you later. Right. Take five minutes. Or 
eat at the same time, eat dinner at the same time. Oftentimes we're just trading off like baby's screaming, you take him while I eat and vice versa. Even if baby's screaming, we'll hold him while he's screaming and eat together. So those are what some of those things look like. Maria says, my question is, how do you keep your goals, intentions, affirmations at the front of your mind and automatic in the midst of a busy day? I found myself making poor choices after journaling and thinking about how I want things to be. Then I catch myself after the fact. What I did when I first started was I had my affirmations on note cards, like everywhere. I had one on my desk at work, one on the dash of my car, one on the vanity in my bathroom, um, one in my purse, like a few other places. And I would just go through them very regularly. Repetition, 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 repetition. It's a matter of practice. Now, what it looks for me in terms of intentions is I keep my change makers journal open all day, right? It's on my desk. I don't carry it around with me, but it is open on my desk every day. And I work my to-do list. Oops, I just knocked my thing. Sorry. I work my to-do list out of that, right? So as I get things done throughout the day that are on my list, I'm working off of that in my change makers journal. So right there, I am also seeing I'm the kind of person who I'm seeing my three daily things. Plus my goals for the day, I put on my to-do list. So I know not everybody's goal has to do with weight or fitness or anything, but because mine does right now, in addition to on my to-do list having call the contractor, send this email, record this podcast, I have breakfast, protein smoothie, in between, edge, take my supplements, lunch, tuna with tomatoes and lettuce and pickles, right? And that's on there. I have my workout, 10-minute imam. So as many times as I consult my to-do list, I'm seeing that. If one of my life investments is reach out to my cousin, it's on my to-do list. So I don't leave my goals as like this hope or aspiration locked in my mind. I translate them into actionable to-dos and they are on my list with pay the electric bill, pick up groceries, you know, record a podcast. All of that is there. And that's, that's part of my daily routine. So those two things I think are big helps. Wendy says, I'd love to hear more guidance on what's the best next step after a rookie finishes the 12 weeks, i.e. tips to integrate what we've learned into everyday life. You're already doing that. You're already doing that. It's no different, right? So maybe you go back through the challenges. You have your journal, so you have a document of everything you've been doing and you just keep doing that. Nothing should change. Now you can go on into vets one and vets two and keep going with different challenges. Certainly a lot of people choose to do that, but honest to God, nothing should change. Nothing should change. Maybe instead of going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 through the challenges again, there's six that really stood out to you and you rotate through them. But honestly, if something looks really different, that's the problem. It should look just like it looks now. All right, Tracy says, would love some practical and concrete ideas on how to consistently remind myself of good, better, best before mindlessly choosing something that does not align with my goals. Define your choices ahead of time. Don't be making them in the moment, right? One of the biggest things that I do, whether my goal is weight loss or not, I did this throughout my pregnancies, I, I've done this for years, I decide what I'm gonna eat before the day starts. That's not to say that something doesn't change or shift or whatever. The other day when my shipment of midday squares came in, I didn't know it was coming, it wasn't in the plan, it was in the plan when they came. But 85, 90% 
consistency with what I plan. So instead of just winging the choices, define them ahead of time. Now, of course, this isn't always food. It could be communication. When it's communication or something like that, tell the person. So like for me with Chris, I'll say, hey, I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to work on good, better, best communication. Do you want to do it with me? Nine times out of 10, he's like, no, because he's just not like a self-development kind of person at all. He's just kind of rolls his eyes and moves along. But I'll say, all right, fine. If we're like having a tense moment, can you just say good, better, best to remind me to just pause for a second and consider my best approach? And he'll be like, sure. You know, like he's, he's not like pumped to do it with me, but he'll say, sure. So to the extent that you can plan things ahead of time, do that. To the extent that you can enroll the other, the other people in your help, do that. And then use your journal, right? Opportunities for me to practice this today might be and get in the pattern of prompting yourself to look for those kinds of things, and that'll help a lot. Okay, that's the last question that came in ahead of time. So for those of you that are on live, if you have questions, let me know. Krista has one. She says, I purchased Lifetime Access last year. I believe there's a course or lesson in there or more than one that expires within a year of purchase. Uh, which one or more is that? None. If you have Lifetime Access, nothing expires, Krista. Um, nutrition fundamentals, the bonus is for life. And if you have lifetime, you have life. Lifetime's no longer available, guys. For those that are asking, it was like a special thing we offered last fall. Um, any other questions from those of you who are on here live? Otherwise, I'm happy to bounce early, but I also want to respect that you guys showed up. So I'll wait another minute or two and see if there are any questions from those who are on live. Otherwise, we just go feed the baby. It's up to you. Um, oh, also, I'm, I'm glad that I had this pause here. I wanted to throw this out there. I, I'm pretty sure I posted it in our group. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. And I just posted it in the primal group. A lot of you guys are either business owners or want to become business owners or interested in business. It's not something I'm going to do professionally to like give, you know, business trainings or whatever, but I am going to put a couple together just for fun. And I sent the first one out uh, a couple days ago. So if that's something you're interested in, just message me and I will get it to you. Uh, messaging me on Instagram is probably the fastest way to get a result, uh, a response, but um, let me know about that. Krista says, tell us more about the new book. Actually just got the cover locked in last week. Uh, so that's super, super exciting. This is a book that I didn't know I was ever going to write. Um, I started writing to myself like strategies for really hard moments right after Dagny died. Um, and then I realized like, this is, this is a book. This is something I need to share. So I haven't shared the title or the cover, but I will soon. The book launches in October, which is going to be here before we know it. But it is a collection of tools, strategies, and perspectives for hard times. And those hard times don't have to be, of course, the death of a child. I hope they're not. Those hard times could be a bad day at work, a fight with your spouse, um, weight gain, anything like that. Just tools, strategies, and perspectives for hard times in your life or your day. So I'm really excited about it. There's some stuff in there about relationships. There's stuff in there about things like discipline and habits. And I'm just really excited about it. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn, our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. 
To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.